0: Welcome to Ventec FN, a series of podcasts where we focus on various aspects of the coffee and vending world. Sounds fun, right? Alongside the suppliers, customers and everyone else in between, we'll give a unique look at what we're about and what's truly important in an ever-changing and surprisingly interesting industry. Carbon neutrality refers to achieving net zero carbon dioxide emissions. This can be done by balancing emissions of carbon dioxide with its removal or by eliminating emissions from society. According to The Guardian, at least the fifth of the world's 2,000 largest public companies have now made some kind of net zero pledge to cancel out their carbon emissions. They are investing billions in clean energy, moving to electric vehicles, pledging to halt deforestation. Actor and environmentalist Leonardo DiCaprio says climate change is real. It's happening right now. It's the most urgent threat facing our entire species and we need to work collectively together and stop procrastinating. If you haven't guessed it already, in today's episode, we're talking, taking a look at Carbon Zero. Have we just jumped on the bandwagon? Refreshment Systems have been a Carbon Zero company for almost 13 years now. Clearly, they haven't. I'm Jamie Cochran, National Sales Manager at Refreshment Systems, and today we're talking with one of RSL's longest-serving employees, and let's face it, a bit of a legend, Head of Engineering, Steve Wright, aka Wrighty. Welcome along.
1: Thank you very much. Nice to be here.
0: Nice to have you. <laughs> Tell me about Steve Wright.
1: Uh, well, probably the most important thing for you guys today is that it's actually my birthday today so... Uh, Half a birthday. And a good day, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll uh, expect the cake and the presents in a little while, shall uh, But yes, so as you said, long standing to say the least, long sitting these days as well to be fair. Um, yeah, I've been here in 12 days time, although I've been here 39 years Wow! Uh, with a refreshment system. So, uh, Obviously, it's quite a long time now. I can see you raised the eyebrows there, yeah. Um,
0: I was thinking I was about, two. Boy, I was it about two then.
1: Um, yeah, I, I walked in here <laughs> shortly after my 16th birthday and uh, I haven't been able to escape since, to be fair. Um, started off way back uh, as an apprentice engineer in the workshop, doing the refurbishing and all that sort of thing. Gradually went through the levels and the ranks, as it were. Yeah. Progressing, I think, Yeah. Um, to my now lofty position as the head of the engineering department. Yeah. Um, and basically, as the title suggests, that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. I look after all things service that are involved with in business. Um, installations, refurbishing, um, all the field service guys who are, who are fixing the machines on a day-to-day basis out there all come to my wing. Um, but obviously, because I've been in a long time, I get involved in all sorts of things as well, yeah. like, all different sorts of hats. Yeah. Um, ISO is one of my... Projects on Ride babies that we've been involved for quite a long time now, um, and I head up that team. Yeah.
0: So you're basically an RSL institution.
1: Um. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. I guess so. Some people will say otherwise, but yeah, I, I guess you could describe it as that, Jamie. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. No, from my experience, you're the go-to person for anything engineering. Anyway, it's, it's I'm I'm always miving you for something.
1: I think it's just one of those things that I have been here for for a long time, and most people have sort of see me as. A bit of a go-to man from a point of view of if I don't know the answer, there's a good chance I'll know someday will. Yeah, will. Yeah. I think it's more that than as much as anything else, to yeah. be fair.
0: Brilliant. Cool. So what do you do day to day? What's kind of...
1: Uh, well, it can be anything, really. Um, today, I'm in the workshop preparing machines to go out. Tomorrow, yeah. I'm going out installing. Friday, I've got a management meeting because I'm obviously a part of the management team. Um, so I get involved in all the various projects that come out from that. So I wear lots of different hats depending on what day and what time it is basically, yeah. which which I like because it stops you getting too yeah. bogged down in the same thing on a day-to-day basis. I probably spend 50, 50% fifty of the time in here and 50% out in the field um, and whatever's, whatever's required really. I get involved in all sorts of other projects as well, like I say, part of the ISO team. Um, we, we do an awful lot of development from a technology point of view and you know, the the thing we're doing today yeah um and i get involved in all sorts of projects on that front as well so anything and everything that that makes us all tick over basically i think really yeah
0: cool and stuff and so when obviously today's about carbon zero um and obviously being head of engineering it's it's not necessarily the first thing you think of to bring into carbon zero but you were quite heavily involved throughout really haven't you with the carbon zero um so so why and how did you get involved? Give us a bit of background to that, and kind of talk us through a little bit of the Kenyan stove project.
1: Yeah, well, as I just mentioned, I'm part of the part of the ISO team. We've had ISO nine thousand and one since two thousand and five, and then mid two thousand and seven, we decided to try and achieve the environmental uh, certification, which is fourteen thousand and one. Yeah. And as we were going through that process, we made huge strides forward in in reducing our environmental footprint as far as we possibly could. And um, so on the back of that, I started looking around at other things and the carbon zero thing came came a bit out of the blue, really. I was researching other bits and bobs. Um, so it, it really went hand in hand nicely with what we were doing around that time, around about 2007, as I say, we, we actually achieved uh, the 9001 standard along with the carbon zero accreditation in, in 2008. Yeah. Um, there are a number of projects that we could have looked at at the time, but the one we really liked and ticked a few boxes and, and we lo- re- really sort of stood out for us was the Kenyan store project, which is an energy efficient, uh, store project as it, as, a, as it would suggest, uh, where basically we offset our carbon footprint yeah. by having the Kenyan stores produced. And, and they are nicely made in Kenya as well, so there's, there's a minimal footprint to, to the outer production of those as well. Um, and basically, we looked at it and thought, "Yeah, that's that's the one we really like." We contacted the company we still go hand in hand with now, um, and, and so the story began way back then, and, and we've never really looked back. It's a fabulous project, it really yeah. is.
0: So, the, so these stoves, they go in the houses, don't they? And effectively, rather than these big old stoves that use lo- loads of energy and
1: yeah well uh they in kenya a lot of the a lot of the poor but kenya's kenya's a fabulous place i was lucky enough to go out there in 2013 to actually have a look at what we were doing i was told that we were making a real good pro good impact and, and making some really good progress out there uh, and i was invited to go and see it for myself and it was absolutely amazing was just, i mean apart from the fact it's an absolutely stunning place yeah uh, and it was probably but the best place I've ever been, the best trip I've ever been on, oh, that's for sure. Um, but it was very humbling and very emotional as well. Yeah. Kenya is one of these places where they're, they're, they're haves and they're have-nots, they have nots, but the have nots. virtually have nothing, they don't yeah. have much, they have nothing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I we went to visit some of these people who we were, who were about to give stoves to. Basically, their only source of heating uh, in their houses for cooking and also for keeping warm. Was three stoves, uh, sorry, three stones sat on the floor in a triangle with a load of sticks and twigs in and amongst them. Yeah. Uh, and that's what they use for, for for everything. And it was so inefficient from a point of view of they had to, have got, had to go and collect the wood themselves or actually buy it themselves. Um, and the, the labour intensity of it was just ridiculous. Mostly done by women and children as well, um, yeah. which is again a bit of an eye opener to be fair, because these bales of wood weigh an absolute ton when they're bringing them back from the forest. And obviously, the, there's lots of angles to it. The deforestation is a big deal yeah. uh, out there, as you could imagine. And chopping trees down just to quite literally take them straight back and burn them um, is is not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. But the, the biggest issue with with the stoves being in, in the houses was the fact that there's a hell of a lot of carbon monoxide coming off them. Yeah, and the the death rate is absolutely ridiculous. Um, purely from that alone, I mean, the death rate in Kenya is for various reasons is is fairly high but uh, you know when this is a self-inflicted thing almost yeah it's really quite it's really quite frightening um so yeah we went out there and had a look and see what was going on and, and like i said the impact that we have on these people's lives on a day-to-day basis is just massive
0: yeah so it must be heartbreaking to see that obviously we've got it in so many ways so easy over here and it, they, they don't have water in the huts do
1: they, they no they, it's it is a little bit heartbreaking to see at first until you actually get your the head around the fact that they don't know any different. That's yeah. just the way they live in the villages and things like that. They're all extremely poor. Um, and, you know, we, we complain when our Netflix and Sky goes down and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Proper first world problems with these guys. like yeah, yeah. As you say, they have no, no electricity, no water, no running water. It, it's actually quite scary. But as I say, they don't know any different. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really quite humbling it really is when you see what how these people live um and the impact that we had on them was just incredible really
0: yeah so the and and obviously what they've got what they had was was killing them as well it wasn't it was making them ill. it was massive impact on the health as well as yeah the whole lifestyle as well uh,
1: absolutely you know the the immediate impact that we have on these people is is you know there's a reduction in two thirds of of sort of wood used and therefore two-thirds of, of carbon monoxide inside their houses. And bear in mind, the houses are probably no bigger than the, the office where i are sat in now. In fact, in a lot of cases, quite a bit smaller than that. The impact is really quite frightening. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the fact that, you know, you, you're delivering, we actually delivered some stores to some people while we were there in some of the villages. And the reaction that we got from them is just incredible. You know, you see the smile on the faces and the realisation actually and this is no exaggeration, they actually might get to see their children grow up. Yeah. It's really quite, it's really quite scary. Uh, yeah. But again, so satisfying to see as well.
0: Yeah, but the, a brilliant impact that's made. And, and, and it's it's then had a knock on effect, hasn't it, to not just kind of the, potentially living a bit longer or living longer. Um, it's helped the elderly. It's, it's all, I think it's, some families have even been able to start their own businesses because it's, it's freed up so much more time for them to make a bit more money doing other things rather than just literally collecting wood all day and, and cooking all day.
1: Yeah, that, that's right. There, there's, there's lots of spin-offs from this. I mean, like I say, for whatever reason, the, the men folk go out to work, and whilst they're at work, the ladies are working even harder, yeah. going chopping trees down and things yeah, yeah. like that. So, you know, and we, we saw a number of ladies' groups who, who because of the impact on their time that, they, that they'd that they had, um, like you say, set up their own little... Mm cottage industries amongst themselves and you know, weaving baskets and mats and all sorts of things like that to sell at the markets is one of the huge impacts that, that's had on their, on their lives. So it's not just the time, it's the actual financial benefit as well. Yeah, yeah it's perhaps. brilliant, it's, it really no, is. it's great, it's really
0: great. So is it just a tagline? Does it make a difference?
1: Well, no, absolutely it makes a difference. I've already mentioned the, the differences to people's lives. Yeah. You know, we, we don't just do this for a tick in the box. You know we're we're able to live in it and we breathe in it and it's it's yeah. real, um. You know the the impacts and the differences we've already mentioned are, are absolutely huge, and I suppose, you know, if you if you think about the financial contribution we've made to this project over the years, we could have stopped at any time and probably never more so than now, um. But in reality, it's something we believe in. It's something we've thrown ourselves into for however many years it's been now, yeah. Uh, and it's something we really believe in. You know, I, I were lucky enough to see it for myself, you know, essentially other people could do the same. It that would be nice to take some more people out there to see what we're actually doing. Um, but now it's not just, it's not just cause it looks good on our website or on our letterheads or anything like that. You know, this is, this is real. This is real impact yeah. and, and, you know, not just on those people, but the, the global environmental picture as well. We, I guess in the grand scheme of things, we're, drop in the ocean with when it comes to you know some things but it it feels good yeah. it feels good that we're doing our bit and and you know i suppose you can only do as much as you can do and yeah. we, we feel we are doing that at the moment yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah brilliant and for me i mean i look at it and when i when i came to rso one of the things that i kind of thought about the Kenyan stove project is it's, it's it's one of those projects that's that's actually if you've got anyone that's a Climate change denier or anything like that—it's still doing lots of good. So it's not like it's—it's it's not like it's just something to offset carbon. Just something to offset carbon footprint. It's, it's brilliant that it does. It makes us carbon zero, but then at the same time, it does so much more than that. Uh, and I love that about it.
1: Yeah, I, I, the, as I said before, there there are a number of projects that people can get involved in. Some have more impact than others, um, but yeah, it's it is something that we really that we really believe in. Yeah. Um. You know, carbon zero. The the doubters would say, you know, it's a it's a play on words, and to a certain extent, it is because nobody is carbon zero. It's it's kind of impossible to to be that. Uh, you know, one of our biggest impacts on the environment is is the mileage that we cover every day in all our all our company vehicles. Yeah. And, and you could argue that from being a successful company to being an even more successful company. We want our vehicles to cover even more miles to a certain extent, yeah. but but you know we recognise that fact, and that's that's a pe- that's a thing that most people would miss is you've got to see it and then act on it. And we you know we believe we're doing that, and we're doing it on a on a day to day basis. It's not just a one off thing that we think about every year when it comes around. Yeah. You know, it's part of the environmental uh, standards that we have the fourteen thousand and one. We've put a lot of things into place over the years that actually run through the the, the entire business and every department of the business yeah. on a day to day basis. So, you know, we we impact ourselves uh, on a regular basis here throughout throughout the country, and and we've got this offset program out there as well. So it's yeah. it's it huge, really. It's not just some it's not just a faddy thing. It's not something that we go, yeah, we've been in that now, but let's do something else. Yeah. As, as I said, two thousand eight, a long time ago now. Um, and, and the differences we make to people's lives, just massive. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a great project and it, it, it really yeah, feels it good. Yeah,
0: no, I, I completely agree. I think it's awesome. Uh, so I, I, I wrote down a few stats, kind of, or, or bits that we kind of talk to with customers from a sales perspective that, on top of Can You Install a project, what, what RSL do. Um, so you use zero VOC paints in the refurbishment workshop. Um, we're proactive in waste ground coffee and cup schemes. Um, we use telemetry activation on all machines, which reduces operational footprint by approximately thirty percent. We only offer A plus energy ratings rated vending machines um, with a portfolio of solutions. Now, when we're, when we're proposing new to new customers, uh, we actively promote keep cup initiatives um, whilst encouraging our customers to embark on the journey with us. It's, it is something that we we really get involved with beyond the canyon store project it's not just something that we just tick a box with with something that we're doing it's a great thing that we're doing but we we're not just stopping there we know that it's there's there's
1: there's many many facets to to this project the whole, the whole environmental project you know carbon zero aside yeah and, and some things are, are what we are bringing in and what we want to go forward with ourselves and the, you know the improvements we've made some things are enforced on us, but that's absolutely fine. Evolution works that way. Yeah. And the electric cars and things like that are, are going to be the future, yeah. and we will go that way. It's not something you know. This is not new to refreshment systems. This is something we want to go with across the across the country and across the world. You know, we we do our bit all all over the place and all over the country with with, with the stuff that we do. Um, but but like say. Everyone's getting switched onto it as well, yeah. so it's not just refreshment systems jumping on this bandwagon of, you know, let's all let's all be environmentally friendly as we can. You know, I'm I'm um, while I'm into this, I, I certainly won't class myself as some um, environmental activist or anything. I'm not yeah. a tree hugger or anything like yeah. that. You know, yeah. it's just something that I believe in, and it's something yeah. that that as a as a culture within our company, that's what we want. That's what we want to go forward with. Yeah,
0: yeah, brilliant. Um, that's great thank you steve um it's been chatting with you um yeah happy birthday again <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're playing golf to celebrate is that all right I am indeed. yeah, yeah. Bad cool probably stuff. again but there you go <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so archbishop archbishop our well, former archbishop desmond tutu said 25 uh, years ago people could be excused for not knowing much or doing much about climate change today we have no excuse i personally am proud to work for a company that has such a focus on it um, it's clearly more than just a box ticking exercise, there's, there's way more to it than that. Um, we don't make excuses and we really are doing our bit. Um, there's always something more we can do and, and, and that seems to be kind of a running theme here that, that we do try and look for more. It's not just a case of settling in on can you projects and leaving it there. Um, it's way more than that. Um, if you want to find out more about what we discussed today, please check us out on our website refreshmentsystems.co.uk or find us on the socials. Um, and remember we do not inherit the earth from our ancestors we borrow it from our children we're at a tipping point um, and we can all make that little bit of change thanks for listening this podcast has been brought to you by refreshment systems limited edited by isaac and evan church produced by steve may host and writer jamie cochran with special thanks to our guests